circumstances. And I was just a little old cripple boy. Nothing I could have done to change it. It's just the circumstances of life. I was a little old cripple boy. I couldn't do nothing on my own. Couldn't do nothing. Somebody had to take care of me and do everything for me. Said he was lame on his feet. Couldn't do nothing on his own. Had to be fed, taken care of, bathed, everything that was done. Somebody had to do it for him. Somebody had to help him along the way. And then we get down here and David says, I'm going to show you kindness. Says, I'm going to show you kindness. We'll read 70 and it says, And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertained to Saul and to all his house. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruits that thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread all the way at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. So Ziba had a lot of people to take care of. Ziba had a lot of people to tend to. It wasn't just Mephibosheth. And the thing that got me was up there in 7, it said, uh, David's talking about Mephibosheth. It says, he shall eat bread at my table continually. And then down here, he says, don't put him at the servant's table. Put him at my table. Don't put him down there with the servants and all of Zeba's sons and, and all of Zeba's kids and all of, all of Zeba's servants. Put him at my table. Put him at my table. So the king brought in this little lame boy who was probably about 20 years old at this point. Brought in this little old lame boy and said, put him at my table. I thought, man, that's just the way the Lord did me. He seen just a little old lame cripple boy. It wasn't good for nothing. They couldn't do nothing on his own. Couldn't even walk. He said, put him at my table. He said, don't go put him down there at the service table. You put him at my table. So he ain't bread with me continually. That's the way the Lord looked at me. He seen me, just a little old cripple boy. Couldn't even take care of myself. Couldn't even walk. And he said, no, 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 no. You put him at my table. Don't put him down there with the service. Don't put him down there with the people that's lowly. And not only did he put him in his table so he could eat bread continually with the king, then he gave him all that his house pertained to. He gave him back everything that he had took from Saul, which was his grandpa. He gave him back everything that he was owed. This was the King David. This was King David. He looked at a little old boy, little old lame crippled boy, Mephibosheth, down from Lodabar, and gave him everything he was owed. What, what reason did David have to do that? What reason did David have to give? He was the king. And he seen a little old crippled boy down there, in Mephi, down there from Lodabar, named Mephibosheth. He said, I'll give you everything you was owed. I'll give you everything that was rightfully yours, and you can sit at my table, and I'll make sure you're taken care of. At this point, he's a 20, 25-year-old man. It's your turn. Actually, I can't walk. At this point, it's a little bit harder for me to take care of Colby. It's a little bit harder for me to carry around and take care of Colby. It's not quite as easy as it was when he was a little five-year-old boy. He's not quite as light and as... It's not as easy as it was when he was a little old boy. Heck, now he's heavy. I've got to take, he can't walk. I've got to take care of him. I've got to take care of him. He can't do it on his own. He can't go find and hunt and get food on his own. He's got to be taken care of. I thought, man, this ain't easy. It would not be easy for me to walk around for 30 minutes trying to take care of Colvin, making sure he was fed, making sure he was bathed, making sure every need he had was taken care of. 
But that's exactly what King David did. When he saw me and when he saw you, when the Lord saw us, he said, come on, bring him on into my table. I know he can't walk. I know he can't take care of himself. I know there's nothing he can do on his own. I know he can't even walk without me having to hold him up. But just bring him on in and set him at my table. Just bring him on in and set him at my table and he can eat bread continually. Make sure every need he's ever had is taken care of. Make sure everything he can ever need is met. Make sure every need he has is taken care of. Make sure he never has to want for another thing. I've given him everything he was owed, his inheritance. He has it now, so he's the king now. Just take care of him. Make sure every need he's ever had is met. I know he can't walk. I know there's nothing he can do on his own. But make sure that he's taken care of. Set him at my table. Don't put him down there with the rest of the servants. This is my son. You put him right here at my table. Make sure he's fed. Make sure everything he needs is taken care of. You wipe his mouth if he needs it. You feed him. You bathe him. You take care of him just like he was your own son because that's how much the Lord cared about us. He's seen us when we was dirty. He's seen us when we was crawling around in the muck and the mire and the clay of the world. And he said, no, you bring them on in and you put them at my table. You make sure Larry Johnson's taken care of. You make sure Jeffrey Trenner's taken care of. You make sure Todd Sperlin's taken care of. You make sure every one of my children is taken care of. I know they can't walk. I know they can't make it on their own. But you come set them at my table and I'll make sure their needs are met. I'll make sure everything they could ever need they'll have. It may not be the way they want it. It may not be food that you like. It may not be every little thing that you want, but you'll have everything you could ever need. Every need you can have will be met. Everything that you need, I'll make sure you get it one way or another. I'll make sure you got your father's land. I'll make sure you got food to eat. I'll make sure you got bread in the cupboard. I'll make sure you can have a place to lay your head down to sleep. I'll make sure you got a place you can come and worship God. I'll make sure everything you could ever need is taken care of. I'll make sure everything you can need. I know you can't do it on your own. But I'll make sure somebody's there to do it for you. Zeba had 15 children and servants. There's a bunch of people to take care of Mephibosheth. But David said, no, you bring him and put him at my table. You set him at the king's table and make sure he's taken care of. I know he can't walk. There's nothing he can do on his own. But you set him at my table and you make sure he's taken care of. You make sure that he can make it to tomorrow. You make sure that he don't die. You make sure that you take care of him. Because this is mine. And when the Lord seen us lame and crippled and couldn't walk, and we couldn't do nothing, and we was getting drugged around through the muck and the mire and the clay of the world, he said, you bring him in and put him at my table. You bring him in. I'm sure Mephibosheth was scared to go see King David. King David was killing his family. I'm sure he didn't want to go. Just like when the Lord called on your name the first time, and he knocked on your heart's door. Wasn't you nervous? Wasn't you scared? Wasn't you afraid of what was going to happen? You're getting heavy. <laughs> Did you go the first time? The first time the Lord called and knocked on your heart's door, did you go? Because you didn't know what was going to happen. You were scared. Didn't know what all was going to change. But he didn't give up. He didn't quit. He didn't say, well, if he don't want to come at my table, that's fine. Just leave him out there. David could have left Mephibosheth alone, and he'd have died. He could have took Zebo away. He could have took his servants away. He could have took everything Mephibosheth had and just left him alone, and he'd have died. No question about it. He was a lame boy. He couldn't walk. What could he do but crawl around in the mud and the mire and the clay? What else could he do? Eat worms and fruit that fell on the ground and rotted away? 
What else could Mephibosheth do other than lean on the ones that was taking care of him? David could have left him out there in the wilderness, could have left him out there on the run from King David. But he brought him into his house. The Lord could have left us in the world. He could have left us alone where we was at. He could have left us where we was at, crawling around in the mud and the mire and the clay of the world. But he said, no, bring them in and set them at my table. He knocked on our heart's door and he didn't give up. He didn't quit. He kept on coming and saying, please, there's a place called hell I'd love to save you from. You ain't got to crawl around in the world no more. I've got people that can take care of you the rest of your life. You can sit at my table and eat bread continually. You can come into my house and I'll make sure you're taken care of. I'll make sure every need you could ever have is met. Has everybody in here eat today? Have we went hungry? Obviously, I ain't went hungry in a while. It ain't always been exactly the way I want it to be. I've had to crawl around a little bit, but since the Lord saved my soul, every need I've ever had has been taken care of. Everything I've ever needed has been taken care of. There's been times where I didn't know if I was going to make it or not. No, the church steps in and oh, we're going to make it. There's been times I didn't know if we was going to make it or not, and somebody prayed, and we could feel it. I thought, yeah, we're going to make it. There's been times I've had to crawl around and worry if I was going to eat and worry what was going to happen and worry if I was going to die and worry and worry and worry and worry. And the Lord said, come on in. Come sit at my table and you can eat bread continually. You ain't got to worry no more. Yeah, we still got earthly worries, but if I die tonight, I'm going to heaven. I ain't going to worry about nothing else ever again. There's a peace beyond understanding to be right with God and to be at His table and to sup with the Lord and to know that everything's okay and to know that even though you can't walk on your own, even though you can't make it through the world on your own, He's right there. And if He can't do it, then He'll send somebody by. Who all came by your house? Several come by Larry Johnson's house. They seen little Mephibosheth over there drunk. Needed help, needed God. And King David and the Lord said, come on in. Come on into my house. I'll take care of you. How many times has the Lord taken care of us? Over and over and over and over again. Even though we're nothing, even though we're nobody. Who are we? I'm an absolute nobody. I'm a little crippled boy now from Lodabar that deserved death. That looked like death was coming my way. And the Lord intervened. And the Lord stepped in and sent somebody by my way. And now I'm sitting at the Lord's table. Now I'm sitting at the King's table. And I've eaten bread continually. And I know it ain't always been the way we want it to be. But man, we're still here. We're still making it. It may not always be sunshine and rainbows and praise and worship and the things great. But man, we're still eating bread. We're still eating bread continually. If nothing else goes the way we want it to go, at least we're sitting at the King's table. Where else would we rather be than sitting at the king's table? Mephibosheth was out there in the wilderness running for his life. I'm sure food was scarce to come by. I'm sure things were hard to come by. But then when he got sat down at the king's table, we didn't have to worry about another thing. I'm sure they trimmed up his hair, shaved his beard, cleaned him up, and set him up at the table and said, you just sit right there and wait a minute. You just sit right there and wait a minute. I, I doubt it just a little piece of bread and half rotten fish I'm going to say he had some pretty good food to eat I'm going to say he was taken care of pretty good for the rest of his life I'm going to say there was things that he had to worry had to worry about when he was out there in the wilderness he didn't have to worry about no more when the king brought him in when the king brought him into his house and sat him at his table I'm sure there was a whole lot of worries and, and things that went away off of his mind 
I'm sure Mephibosheth didn't worry another day where he was going to eat, where he was going to sleep, what was going to happen the next day, if he's going to have somebody to carry him around to get where he needed to go. I'm sure he knew he was going to be taken care of. We are going to be taken care of. If we're a child of God, we're going to be taken care of. He sat us at his table already. Don't forget where we sit. We're at the king's table every single day. It's up to us if we're going to eat or not. It's up to us if we're going to serve God or not. It's up to us if we're going to receive what he's got for us or not. We were nothing but a little old crippled boy that couldn't even make it on our own until he brought us into his house, until he brought us in to eat at his table. Don't forget where we've come from. I was absolute nobody, rolling around in the mud. Couldn't even walk. Had to crawl around, using, using my arms in this world, trying to get through, getting dirty, getting spat on, getting mud. Nothing, nothing comes close to being right with God. Nothing comes close to being brought in and sat at the king's table to know that everything's going to be okay. There's absolutely nothing that comes close. No high, no no drinking, nothing you can do in the world can ever come close to know that you're sitting at the king's table and know that everything's going to be okay and everything's going to be taken care of. I know things come up. I'm sure there were still things that come up. If we keep reading Samuel, there's things that come up in David and Mephibosheth's life. Things ain't always perfect, but guess what? Mephibosheth and David were still taken care of. The whole way through, they were still taken care of. It ain't always going to be the way we want it to be. It ain't always going to go perfect and, and great, but we're going to be taken care of. That's a promise of God. We're going to be taken care of. If we'll remember that we was a little old crippled boy, we'd be praising God more often. We can remember that we had no hope, no peace, no way to make it through the next day until, until the Lord came by and set us at his table. We had absolutely nothing to look forward to. Amen. Getting drug around in the dirt is absolutely nothing to look forward to. But being able to come in and eat the king's table and eat bread continually, that's something to look forward to. That's something to be happy. I'm sure Mephibosheth, what, when he woke up every morning, he was a little bit happier than he was when he was out there in the wilderness. I'm sure when born-again Christians lay their head down at night and know if they're dying or sleeping, they're going to heaven, there's more peace there than there was when we was in the wilderness. Those three nights that you was dreaming of hell, once you got saved, didn't that go away? Wasn't there so much more peace there when you could sleep and go down and know, know without a shadow of a doubt that you was going to go to heaven if you died? There's no better peace, no greater feeling than to know that God's going to take care of us. To know that no matter what, He's going to take care of us. Whether we die here or live here, He's going to take care of us. No matter what happens, He's promised that He's going to take care of us. Just like David did with Mephibosheth, there was absolutely no reason for David to show Mephibosheth mercy. Just like there's absolutely no reason for God to show us mercy over and over and over again, but he does. But he does. Time and time again, he shows us mercy and he takes care of us. And he brings us back into his table so we can eat. Over and over and over again, even though we don't deserve it. Even though there's nothing we can do in return. Mephibosheth couldn't go out and work and hunt and do things to bring back into David's house. There was nothing he could do. He was dead weight, literally. Nothing he could do. But King David still took care of him day after day after day. There's nothing we can do. Our works are important, but there's nothing we can do to deserve God's mercy and grace. There's nothing we can do to work our way into heaven. There's nothing we can do to get on God's good side and, and make sure we get shown mercy and grace. Absolutely nothing we can do. We're just little old crippled people. Even after we're saved, we're still crippled. It don't change. Our scenery changes. Who we are don't change. I'm still the same Justin I was back April the 15th, 2011. But my scenery's changed. 
Who takes care of me has changed. My life has changed because I've been taken care of every day since then. And I'll be taken care of every day from now on. As long as I'll serve God and try my absolute best to serve God and do His will, I'll be taken care of. As long as Mephibosheth, I'm sure David probably had some rules. As long as Mephibosheth followed the rules and stayed in line, I'm sure he's taken care of the rest of his life. Never had nothing else to worry about. We were nothing. Little old crippled boys, little old crippled girls couldn't even walk until the king brought us in to sit at his table. Until the king said, yeah, I'll keep this one alive. I'll save this one. I'll show this one mercy and grace. I'll show this one what I can do for him. What did Mephibosheth do to deserve getting his, getting his whole inheritance back? Getting everything that he had lost back. Getting life. David was supposed to kill him. He was in the house of Saul. He was supposed to get killed. But he showed him grace and mercy. And brought him into his own house. And set him at his own table. I tell you exactly what the Lord did to us. Even though we deserved death, even though we deserved hell, even though we deserved everything that Jesus took on the cross for us so that we didn't have to, He showed us mercy and grace. Amen. Our whole life, He showed us mercy and grace. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. <coughs> we'll start at 9 again. It says, Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertain to Saul, and to all his house. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him and shall bring in the fruits thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth thy master's son shall eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then said Ziba unto the king, According to all that my lord the king hath commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all that dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants unto Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both of his feet. So it says about three times right there that Mephibosheth would eat continually at the king's table. He never had to worry about nothing ever again. Even though he was a lame boy, even though his life didn't go the way he planned it, I'm sure. Even though everything didn't line up the way it, he wanted it to, he was taken care of the rest of his life. He never had to worry about another thing because he knew he was in the king's house. He knew he was at the king's table. Tonight, we're in the king's house, eating from the king's table. We ain't got to worry about a thing in the world. I know everything looks dark. I know everything looks like it's coming to an end. But it is. Newsflash. The world is going to end. Things ain't going to look pretty. There's coming a day where they won't endure sound doctrine. They're calling good evil and evil good. We all knew this was coming. When you see these signs, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. We know it's coming. We know we're going to be taken care of. Quit worrying about the world and what goes on out there. Right now, we're in the king's table, in the king's house. We're being taken care of right now. That's all we need to worry about. I'm sure things don't, ain't always went the way you want them to. They ain't in my life. Everything ain't lined up exactly the way I wanted it to. Because God knew what I needed. Maybe he made Mephibosheth lame as a five-year-old boy because he knew later on down the road if Mephibosheth wasn't lame, then he was going to turn right around and kill King David. Maybe all this happened to Mephibosheth so that when he got to this point, he could drop down and show reverence and worship King David. 
Maybe everything has happened in your life the way it has so you would worship and serve the one true God that saved you in the first place. David didn't have to show Mephibosheth mercy. God didn't have to show us mercy. So maybe all these things have happened so when God does show us mercy, we're able to praise Him for it. We're able to thank Him for it. There's things that's happened in our life I know we wish hadn't happened, but it's for a higher purpose. It's for a better call. Maybe the trials that you go through is to strengthen somebody else. Maybe the things you go through is so later on in life you can be exactly where God wants you to be. Mephibosheth was taking care of the rest of his life. I'm sure he was downhearted because he was lame on his feet. But man, if I could sit down and be taken care of hand and foot, that'd be a pretty good deal. God knows exactly what he's doing. It's no coincidence that when they was running away from King David in the first place, that the maid fell on him and made him lame on his feet. It's no coincidence that everything that has happened in your life led you right here to this exact moment at Mount Vernon Church. Our God doesn't work in coincidences. He works in divine intervention. Everything happens for an exact reason and an exact purpose. Everything that happens is for a reason and for a purpose. I'm sure Mephibosheth was heartbroken because I'm sure from the time he was a little young and to before he was laying on his feet, he's probably running around playing just like the rest of these in here do. Having a good time. And then from the time he's five years old for the rest of his life, he's laying on his feet. I'm sure that was tough. Be tough on us now. We lay him on our feet and not be able to walk for the rest of our life. Then later on, God shows his divine intervention. God shows his mercy and his grace through King David. And just like he did for us, God shows his mercy and grace each and every day to us and makes sure that we're taken care of. Make sure that we're in the king's house eating from the king's table, eating bread always and continuously. Uh, jump to 2 Samuel 19. Start at verse 24. <clears throat> so from the time in, in chapter 9 until we get here, that there's been a rebellion against King David. King David has been, has been uh, basically driven out of Jerusalem, and he's on the run. Now King David's on the run, and he had to leave Mephibosheth behind. Uh, so what happens is, basically Ziba double-crosses Mephibosheth and takes Mephibosheth's inheritance back. He takes everything away because what can Mephibosheth do? He's laying on his feet. There's, if, if Mephibosheth's servants quit taking care of him, then what, what's he going to do? So we get down here to 24, and David has returned to Jerusalem now. And Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, came down to meet the king and had neither dressed his feet nor trimmed his beard nor washed his clothes from the day the king departed until the day he came again in peace. And it came to pass when he was... to who was come to Jerusalem to meet the king, that the king said unto him, Wherefore wentest not thou with me, Mephibosheth? And he answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me. For thy servant said, I will saddle me an ass, that I, might, that I may ride thereon, and go to the king, because thy servant is lame. And he has slandered thy servant unto my lord the king, but my lord the king is an angel of God. Do therefore what is good in thine eyes, for all of my father's house were dead, were but dead men before my lord the king. Yet didst thou set thy servant among them that did eat at thine own table. What right therefore have I yet to cry any more unto the king? 
And the king said unto him, Why speakest thou any more of thy matters? I have said, Thou and Ziba divide the land. And Mephibosheth said unto the king, Yea, let him take all, for as much as my lord the king has come again in peace unto his own house. So, basically, Ziba deceived Mephibosheth. He, he told him he was going to bring him a donkey that they go ride and find the king together. Well, that's not what happened. They left Mephibosheth behind. And the whole time King David was gone, Mephibosheth was miserable. He didn't cut his hair, didn't wash himself up. He didn't, he didn't do anything for himself. He was miserable because his king was gone. Everything that he had and known was gone. He'd quit being taken care of. Everything he'd known and had was gone. And there's sometimes that we walk away and we turn away from God. We can all say amen right there. There's times that we don't do what we're supposed to do and we feel a distance from the king. We feel a distance from God. Man, it's the most miserable feeling there is. It's the most miserable time there is when we get away from our king. When we get away from the one that's took care of us our whole life, it's the most miserable feeling there is. There's nothing worse. I know I've been there. I've done it. Time and time again, I think I know my own way. I think I know better than God. And end up betrayed and left behind in Jerusalem and think, man, what am I doing here? How did I get here? Well, then Mephibosheth, he starts talking, and, and uh, we'll start again at 26. And he answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me, for thy servant said, I will saddle me an ass that I may ride thereon and go to the king because thy servant is lame. And he has slandered thy servant unto my lord the king, but my lord the king is an angel of God. Do therefore what is good in thine eyes. So Mephibosheth is basically telling David, You can punish me whatsoever, whatever way you see fit. However you see fit, I'm worthy of it. You punish me however you want to punish me because I've not done exactly what you told me to do. <coughs> 28 says, For all of my father's house were but dead men before my lord the king. Yet didst thou set thy servant among them that did eat at thine own table. What right, therefore, have I yet to cry any more unto the king? So David's saying, well, well you know, why didn't you, you know, why didn't you fight back or why didn't you do this and and David and Mephibosheth are talking back and forth, and, and Mephibosheth basically says, What right do I have to complain? What right do I have to complain to you? He said, Because my house was as dead men before my lord the king, yet didst thou set thy servant among them that did eat at thine own table. So Mephibosheth says, I was a dead man. What right do I have to complain? I was a dead man. And then, then you came along and set me at your table with your servants. And give me everything that I had from that point until now. What right do I have to complain? So just because things don't go your way, just because you end up in a place that, that you don't want to be, we have no right to complain to God. We have no right to be downhearted. We have no right to complain and, and mur murmur and just be the way that we are most of the time. We have no right to complain. You know why? Because we're sitting in the king's house right now. Every one of you said you eat today. We've been eating from the king's table. Every one of us has either got a job or somebody that can provide for us. Every one of us has been blessed each day of our life. We have no right to complain. Just because we're in a spot that we don't want to be, just because everything ain't going perfect, we need to act a little bit more like Mephibosheth. What right do I have to complain, God? You've been good to me my whole life. You've taken care of me. You give me a house. You give me a vehicle. You give me a good job, two healthy youngins, a good wife. What right do I have to complain? You give me the breath in my lungs, the ability to work. I'm not lame on my feet. I can walk around and work for myself. He's called me to preach. Give me more than I could ever ask or think. What right do I have to complain? 
What right do we have to complain to the God Almighty of heaven that's given us everything we've ever gotten? From the time we was born and took our first breath to right now, he has blessed us abundantly. What right do we have to complain? We were dead men. All we had to look forward to was hell. We were born sinners, and unless we've called on the name of Jesus and asked to be saved and repent, then we were headed for a devil's hell. That's all we had to look forward to. Our house were as dead men until the king came by. Until God came by and knocked on our heart's door, we were dead men, headed for hell. And then the king stepped in and said, No, 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 you put that one at my table. You make sure that one's taken care of. You make sure that one ain't got to worry about nothing. What right do we have to complain? What right do we have to complain? He give us absolutely everything. He give us his son. He give us an escape from hell. He give us a way to make it to heaven. He's give us everything we've ever had from before we were born until the day we die. God's divine intervention has given us everything we've got right now. What right do we have to complain? If I was to lose everything tomorrow, what right do I have to complain? Because from the time I was born till right now, God's been good. He's taken care of every need I've ever had. Everything I've ever needed, He's provided. It ain't always been the way I want it to be, but man, He's been good. He set up the way He wanted it to be, and He's been good. Through it all, we've got to say God's been good because we're all here. Ain't dead. We've had an opportunity to be saved from hell. God has been merciful. He showed us mercy. Even though we didn't deserve it. Even though we were a little lame boy or a little lame girl that had every right to be killed, God showed us mercy. And he showed us grace. And he put us in his house. And he's been feeding us at the table continually. And every need we've ever had has always been met. And everything we've ever prayed for, he's heard. And everything we've ever done, he's seen. And he's made sure we've been taken care of. What right do we have? to complain we have no right to complain he's the God of heaven that give us everything what right do we have to complain just because things don't go our way just because everything ain't perfect I know this world's tough that's why we have God that's why we have Jesus that's why we have an intercessor with the father that's why the king said he'd take care of us for the rest of our days it may not be the way we want it to be but has he forsaken us has he left us behind has he ever said, no, I can't do that. That's too hard for me. Has he ever said, no, I'm sorry, I've just got to leave you behind. He said, no, come on, I'll drag you if I've got to. I'll take care of you. Even if it was just King David and Mephibosheth, just them two by themselves, David and Mephibosheth were taken care of. David made sure Mephibosheth had what he needed, and Mephibosheth said, I've got no right to complain. Even though Zeba took everything and deceived me and took everything I had, I've got no right to complain because you're the one that gave it to me in the first place. We've got no right to complain about what God hasn't done because everything we've got to this point, he's given it to us in the first place. We were dead. We were his dead men, just like Mephibosheth and his family. We had absolutely nothing. The family we were born in, the place we were born in, the fact that we're all here right now was set up by God. Everything, the job that we have, the kids that we have, everything, the knowledge that we have to be able to work our job or whatever we've done our whole life has been set up by God. Everything we have is given to us by God. From the time the king found us till now, it's been given, everything we've got has been given to us by God. What right do we have to complain just because things don't go our way? He's promises he's going to take care of us. Don't complain. 
Praise God. Fall down on your face and thank Him for what you've got. He's got every right to take it. It's His to begin with. The breath that we all just took was God's. He gave it to us. We have no right to complain. We can't say God ain't took care of us. We can't say everything we've always had has always been better than what we imagined it'd be. Even though it ain't exactly the way I planned it out, my life is far better than I could have made it out for myself. Everything I've got is way better than I could have worked it out and done it myself. Because God done it. I didn't do none of it. God gave it to me. What right do we have to complain? We were headed for hell until the king intervened. We were headed for hell until he brought us into his house and set us at his table. And made sure we were taken care of for the rest of our lives. Not a single one of us can, can say that we ain't been taken care of. Not a single one of us. Even though there's been trials, even though there's been turmoil, even though things have come up, we've been taken care of. Everything that's happened in my life, even though it looked so hard, even though it was just horrible at the time, when we get through it, don't we come out better off? Don't we come out more spiritual and a little bit closer to God and, and things a little bit better than they was before we went into a trial? Don't you think God does that on purpose? We don't need to forget what we were. We don't need to forget what God's done for us. Amen. We were nothing. Nobody's headed for hell and deserved death until the king intervened. Amen. And Mephibosheth said unto the king, Yea, let him take all, for as much as my lord the king has come again in peace into his own house. Um, We'll read 28 again. It says, For all of my father's house were but dead men. Before my lord the king, yet didst thou set thy servant among them that had eat at thine own table. What right therefore have I yet to cry any more unto the king? And the king said unto him, Why speakest thou any more of thy matters? I have said, Thou and Ziba divide the land. So David said, There's no use to even talk about it. I told you and Ziba. I set a decree for you and Ziba to split the land. There's no reason this should be happening. And Mephibosheth, he said unto the king, Yea, let him take all, for as much as my lord the king has come again in peace into his own house. So Mephibosheth said, I don't care. Let him take it. Let him have it. I don't care about the, the possessions and the land. As long as my king is back with me, let him have it. I could care less. That's the way we need to be today. We, I could care less what I have or don't have as long as I've got the king beside me. As long as I'm close-knit with God and he's with me, then who cares what I've got or don't have? Who cares what I'm supposed to have or not supposed to have? Who cares that I'm ready to have a house and quit living with my parents? Because God has taken care of me this far and he's, he's put everything into, into place like it is right now this far. Who cares? It's all going to burn one day anyway. Who cares what I do or don't have? We may not make it till tomorrow, but as long as I'm close with the king and the king is close with me, that's all that matters. Let Zeba take everything I've got. As long as I'm close with God and close with the king, that's all that matters to me because he's the one that's taking care of me my whole life, not my possessions, not what I can do and what I can work and things that I can make, but the things that the king has given me. The, thing, the way the king is taking care of me, that's all that matters. That's all that matters is being close with God. Mephibosheth said, let him have it. Let him have my inheritance. Let him have all the things I was due. Let him have all the things that you owed me because as long as me and you is close, and that's all that matters. Because he realized that David was the one that gave him all that stuff anyway. He realized that David spared his life and showed him grace and mercy. He realized all the things that happened was because of King David. 
who said, forget all the other stuff. If we could realize everything that we've got has come from God and realize that everything we'll ever have has come from God and realize that it could all be gone tomorrow, we wouldn't care about any of it. We'd just care that we was close to God. We would just care that we was close to the one that gave it to us in the first place. We would just care that we was close to the one that saved our soul from death and hell in the first place. That's all I care. I'm nothing. I'm just a little cripple boy that was bound for hell until the king intervened. I'm glad he set me at, I'm glad he set me at his table. What else did I have to look forward to? What else did I have being drugged around in the dirt, the mire and the clay for the rest of my life until the king intervened and said, I'll take care of that one. You set that one at my table. I'll take care of him the rest of his life. If we'd all be honest, the Lord said the same exact thing for us. He said the same exact thing for each and every one of us and we've been taken care of for the rest of our life. If we'll serve God, Job wasn't perfect. Noah wasn't perfect. All these men in the Bible, they weren't perfect. The way they were perfect was they strived after God's will. That's how they were perfect. They weren't really perfect, but because they strived after God's will and nothing else mattered, that's how they stayed perfect. If we, we're not going to be perfect, that don't mean don't try. If we can try to be perfect and try and strive for greatness and try and be just as much God as we can be, then we'll be a whole lot better off. We'll be a whole lot better off We'll just strive after God's will because he's the one that's given us everything taken care of us this far. He's the one that's given us everything from the time we was born to right now anyway. We'll just strive after his will and follow God and then we can make it to the end. I'm sure Job was happy he held on to God at the end of it. He may have lost everything and they turned right around and got double. Everything that he had before he turned right around and got double. I'm sure Noah was disheartened when he preached for 120 years that the flood was coming and nobody got on the boat but him and his family. But at least those eight were saved. God is still showing mercy and grace each and every day to people that don't deserve it, to people that won't accept it. We just remember that he's the one that's given us everything. Be grateful. Be thankful. Be like Mephibosheth and think that no matter what else happens, what I do or don't have, I'm just glad I've got the king. I'm just glad the king is back by my side. When I got out and did the things I wanted to do, there was no better feeling than come back in here and repenting and getting things right and knowing the king was by my side again. There's no better feeling in the world. The only thing that matters is God. Not what we do or don't have because he's the one that's taking care of us from day one. Even before we was born, he's been taking care of us. Every step of the way.